Welcome to the Service Management Leadership Podcast with Jeffrey Tiefertiller. Welcome back to another Service Management Leadership Podcast. This is the first of a series of four with friends and colleagues, Roman Zhervlev and David Cannon. We will be talking about the trends for 2023, looking at each of the four dimensions of service management. This episode, we'll look at organizations and people. So first of all, I wanted to welcome Roman and David to the show. Thank you all for coming. Hello, and thank you for having us. All right. Thank you, Jeffrey. Let's uh, kick this off. David, why don't you get us started with your trends for organizations and people for 2023? Um, as has been happening in the last uh, couple of years, I don't think it's that easy to predict what's going to be happening. Uh, we're still in quite a state of turmoil. I think we're still um we're still trying to figure out what the right balance is between remote and and on-site uh as far as working goes uh and i think also we're we're kind of in between the the whole area of more self-managing or self-regulating teams and teams that require a very centralized uh, hierarchical kind of governance model and um i i think the only thing that we can say for sure is that People will be spending a lot of time focusing on how to bring those two kind of extremes uh, together and manage them under a under a, a consistent uh, a consistent governance model. Um, and so, for example, we're going to see project management offices um, uh, really struggling, not struggling, but uh, figuring out how to deal with the fact that half of their teams want to work in a more agile fashion. And the other half of their teams want to work in a more predictable, um, dare I say, waterfall type of, uh, of fashion. But they all have to be managed and coordinated out of the same kind of um, uh, project management office or program management office. And how do we do that? So I don't know that we have any answers to this just yet, but I do see that we will be we will be focusing a lot of attention still on managing these two different types of uh, working as well as managing remote uh, and on-site and and how do we find the balance of that and how do we manage teams that are partly on-site and partly remote i think that will continue on and david on that note it probably means that people need to change or at least adjust their leadership style in service management and others as well Oh, we're seeing we're seeing a lot of a, a you know a lot of that is happening automatically. Um, this is a this is a very uh, the, the market right now is 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 very is driven by employees to a large extent, and I think will continue to be driven by um, you know by employees and the availability of of scarce resources, and I think that drives the kind of leadership style that's required as well. Um, you, you're going to find that that organizations that use a very authoritarian leadership style, you do it our way and that the, that's the only way, uh, are going to really struggle to uh, to attract the right kind of skills and, and, and retain those skills. So I think to a large degree, um, the, the availability of scarce resources in the market and is, is going to drive the kind of management style that's required and uh, how people prefer to work. 
it will also drive um, the reliance on, um, on on third party services like cloud services and so on and so forth. Because the the, the fewer resources you can find in house, the more you have to go and look for them from uh, from third parties. So I think that will that will continue to increase use of contract resources, use of managed service providers, and so on is going to. We'll get to that when we get to the uh, to the section on uh, on on suppliers. How about you, Roman? Now I've given Roman uh, time to think. So, <laughs> yes, thank you, thank you. And uh, uh, first of all, of course, I I agree with what David said, and uh, I usually do agree with David. Um, I uh, would like to add a few points in uh, uh, no particular order, or just as they came to to my mind as I was uh, uh, listening to David and thinking on the topic. So maybe some of them are more important than others. The first word that came to my mind is ethics. And uh, uh, that, um, fortunately, I'm really, I'm really enjoying uh, uh, seeing how from year to year the topic of uh, workplace ethics and uh, 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 the importance of ethics for the leaders and uh, are for uh, the teams, how it grows. And uh, our, it's closely connected with uh, social responsibility and uh, uh, things like diversity at work and uh, equity, equality. Uh, so uh, that, uh, that trends, I hope and I believe, will continue and we will be uh, seeing more and more companies actually uh, carrying uh, of people uh, rather than using the workforce. This is one thing. Uh, somewhat, somewhat similar to this and largely triggered by the pandemic and uh, uh, everyone's move uh, to work from home and discovering the joys of working from home and problems of working from home at the same time, uh, it's the work-life balance. Uh, we saved a lot of time when I, for instance, myself, uh, I saved a lot of time when we uh, uh, moved uh, to work from home uh, because I don't need to commute anymore. Does it mean that I have uh, got more time back to my life or that I have more time to work? Um, so that, that type of questions and uh, how teams are managed, how teams are put together, how people collaborate working from uh, uh, home, working in a distributed team, uh, virtual team, basically. What used to be an exotic virtual type of team when we uh, uh, described types of service desk 20 years ago became a common solution for pretty much every team in the organization. And people also are located in their uh, own spaces. It's, it's an interesting development. I'm not sure where exactly we will go with this. Some companies will make working from home the default model. Some companies will be forcing people to come back to offices some people we know now are, are putting beds in offices, uh, and I hope that that example will not become a trend. That's that's another thing. Uh, what else I put here on my list? Uh, convergence between business and IT when it comes to competences, when it comes to teams, and uh, uh, the uh, disappearing wall and border between the two are. Uh, tribes between the two uh, sets of competences, between the two ways of thinking of the organization, thinking of the business. So I work in IT, I work in business, we never meet, we have no idea what 
the other person thinks. I hope these things will be disappearing and we will see more and more, especially at the leadership level, more and more business leaders are who become technology aware and uh, use technology in their thinking and working. And more and more uh, people who are regionally were thinking of themselves uh, as of technology people are focusing more and more on business value. The uh, two, two more points, if I may, if I haven't taken all our time yet. Um, the, let's say, multi-competency profiles are, are from the famous T-shaped competences to famous pie-shaped competences to slightly less famous comb-shaped shape, competences. So are, are we need to understand, at least to some level, more and more our subject matter areas are working in these diverse, flexible teams, uh, focusing on one areas today and the other areas tomorrow and understanding both uh, throughout that process. And uh, one more very specific thing that I would like to highlight, it's uh, I'm biased here because I'm, I'm originally from Russia. I've been living in the UK for many years, uh, but uh, um, I obviously follow what is happening in Europe uh, because of the uh, of a war started by Russia in 2022. And what is happening is a huge migration of Ukrainians and Russians uh, to uh, mostly European countries, but some others as well. And uh, uh, the first people to run away from the war from Russia uh, were um, IT people, people who were able to work remotely people who were able either to continue working for the same companies, but from another country, from a safer place, or are trying to work for some other companies in Europe and are going to European job market. And in some cases, these are experienced and are professional IT specialists. And depending on which country we are looking at, it's either an opportunity or a risk or a constraint, because some countries are welcoming this migration, some countries are not so welcoming this migration, and are in both cases, it can be, let's say, understandable. So it's a complicated, I dare say, geopolitical process, which results in a mass migration of highly skilled professionals, and many of them are highly skilled in IT. And if uh, we look at people who run from uh, uh, Ukraine. These are mostly uh, or largely uh, women and children because their men are fighting for their uh, country. And people who run from Russia are either full families or largely men who are trying to uh, avoid the draft, to avoid being uh, drafted to the army. Uh, and this is how we see uh, the professional and gender disbalance in these refugees. And this creates a lot of ethical questions as well, coming back to the beginning of this conversation. Uh, some companies uh, cannot hire Russian specialists because they have uh, uh, Ukrainians working in uh, uh, their business or the other way around. And uh, uh, this mix is not always a good idea. So we are facing, uh, I wouldn't call it like trend, but we are facing some uh, changes in the uh, uh, professional and in the workforce landscape caused by the war, among other changes caused by the war. And uh, uh, it's important to, to see and uh, 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 maybe correct this impact sometimes or use opportunities or prevent risks. So for companies 
for hire people, for companies who are manage their IT specialists, it's a challenge. I wouldn't call it a trend, I would call it a challenge. And uh, it's not the most important challenge caused by this disaster, but uh, uh, in the context of our conversation, it definitely exists and should be, should not be omitted. Thank you, Roman and David. David, I did want to push back on one of Roman's thoughts and get your uh, perspective. But the blending of where we have had the separation between IT and the business historically, I that trend of because every company is now a technology company. I mean, you can't be a company now without being a technology company. So this, in my view, and if I'm piggybacking on what Roman said, this separation between IT and the business is, is blending together. Do you see it that way? I, I think there's two things happening. One is that there is an increased specialization in, or, or let me put it this way, an increased separation of uh, those uh, departments or groups that are responsible for managing the technology, the, the infrastructure itself, the applications themselves in the back office. And, and I think a lot of those are moving into the cloud or uh, managed service providers and so on. And there is also at the same time an increase in the number of people who are working directly in the front lines of where technology and business uh, kind of mix, where, they, uh, where technology is embedded in the business. So we're still seeing a lot of focus on engineering type skills, um, uh, infrastructure, application, and so on. And, and that continues on and continues to be a very, you know, very uh, important area. But in addition to that, we're seeing a growth of a lot of new skills that have to do with how technology is used within a particular business environment. And, you know, looking at it, it won't happen this year, but we're already starting to see signs of this is that uh, service managers, especially, um, and product managers who spend a lot of their time in the business, figuring out how to make technology work in the business are learning more about business operations than they are about technology operations. And so they're having to become experts, not only in how the technology works, but also in how their business works. And I think what we're going to start seeing is that uh, a new generation of technology managers that specializes in a particular industry vertical. So if you work in a banking organization, you will be a technology or a banking technology manager. Um, if you work in you know, manufacturing, the same for manufacturing. And over time, I don't know how long that will be, but it'll be very difficult for those people to move from one type of organization to another because they're so specialized. So starting to see a little bit of that happening as a result. Um, and, and, and I would say service managers will find themselves pulled in one of one of those two directions. Either you're going to be moved back towards the back office and focus more and more on the technology and, and how to manage that technology and become more and more specialized in those sort of back office technologies. So networking, infrastructure, et cetera. Or you're going to find yourself more and more uh, pulled into business situations and how do we use technology in the business? And um, I, I think that's going to increase. I think that that kind of that kind of dual path is going to continue to grow for, for people. Roman, what are your thoughts on that? 
I think that while this is this kind of specialization of uh, our business technology intelligence, business technology are 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 specifics are it it's it's a right trend it is happening at the same time uh, another thing that is happening is the convergence of different industries if you think of a, a banking a bank a retail company and the mobile operator then you are thinking of tesco here or of walmart in the states are they are doing all those and yes technically these are uh, uh, different divisions within a huge enterprise uh, and they kind of specialize, but they share data. They and for, from the user perspective, it may be the same journey. I'm using the I'm I'm buying this mobile contract in the supermarket, and uh, it uh, 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 goes with some credit line, with, and all this is provided by the same kind of brand and the same entity from the user perspective. So, our, on one hand, specialization is happening. On the other hand. Uh, this uh, convergence of industries is happening. Maybe not with you know manufacturing and mining, but when we come to the consumer market, the borders between industries are blurring, and therefore uh, people with, uh, if not equally good, but uh, sufficiently good understanding of, let's say, retail banking and mobile are, are at the same time coming back to this uh, comb-shaped competences. So an IT specialist with uh, a diversity of business uh, uh, knowledge from different uh, areas may be, may have an advantage, let's say, may, 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 may use this diversity as a competitive advantage. Yeah, and I, I, I agree with that and, and can uh, raise another point. Uh, and that is, we've already seen a number of the traditional big, the Fortune 100, Fortune 500 companies change completely, either go out of business completely or uh, merge in with something else or, or do something different. And I, I read a statistic, I think it was two years ago, which said that in seven years from that date, so we've got another five years left, 80% uh, of the Fortune 500 would not exist. Um, and that's not that they would all be bankrupt. It would be that they would not be in their current form. They may have joined something else. They may have changed the business model. They may have gone in a completely different direction. And I think I agree with what Roman is saying. You, you know, it, it's um, there are totally new business models emerging that did not exist before digital technology enabled them. So, you know, in terms of trends, like, well, what is that going to mean? And I, I don't know, because it's all still evolving. It's all still changing uh, under our feet almost. And it's it's exciting. Um, but it's very, <laughs> it's VUCA. Volatile, uncertain, complex, and ambiguous. That's a great way for us to close. Thank you, guys. Uh, audience, come back next week when we talk about information and technology. Great discussion. Thank you, Roman. Thank you, David. Thank you, and see you next time. Thank you.